0: Nomad Church, go. What's happening, Nomads? We're going to continue reading from the book, Nomad, Darkness into Light. If you want to follow along, order your copy today on our website, www.nomadchurch.net. All right, let's get to it. Chapter 7. Betrayed. Be very careful who you trust. Remember, at one point the devil was an angel in heaven and knew God personally. Actually, he was the most beautiful angel. In Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 12, you are the model of perfection, full of wisdom and exquisite beauty, and leader of music in heaven. Ezekiel 28 verse 13. The workmanship of the trembles and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. However, he was prideful and a liar. John chapter 8 verse 44. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Satan was cast out of heaven. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 28. How you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. The devil uses what he knows best vanity, pride, music, and lies to make people sin and turn them against God so they will suffer an eternity in hell. Jesus loved his disciples, but he also knew their hearts and weaknesses. He knew what was about to happen, but still wanted to fellowship with them one last time. It's fitting he did so at a table, which to this day is where the most powerful meetings occur. Luke chapter 22, verse 10 through 30. He replied, as you enter the city, a young man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asked, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his disciples reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink it again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The son of man will go as it has been decreed. But woe to the man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be and who would do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater? The one who is at the table or the one who is serving? Is it not the one who is at the table, but I am among you as one who serves? You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom, just as my father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Jesus knew which one of his disciples would betray him and for what reason. Matthew chapter 26, verse 14 through 16. Then one of the 12, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Isn't it ironic that these same methods are used today when someone is betrayed? The love of money is always the evil factor. Jesus also knew when it came down to it, who would be the one to turn his back on him. John chapter 13, verse 37 through 38. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you would disown me three times. Jesus being a man of honor, stay true until the end. John chapter 18, verses 1 through 14. When he had finished praying, Jesus left the disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was about to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they cried. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas, the traitor, was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Anas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Loyalty was often broken when imminent danger is at hand. Luke chapter 22 verse 54 through 62. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house, and Peter was following at a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man was also with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, Certainly this man was also with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know him. What are you talking about? And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. and The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times, He went out and wept bitterly. Maybe God brings us through deep water because he knows our enemies can't swim. The pressure of guilt was so heavy on Judas for selling out Jesus, he committed suicide. Matthew chapter 27, verses 1 through 10. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people made their plans how to have Jesus executed. So they bound him, led him away, handed him over to Pilate the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us? They replied, that's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priest picked up the coins and said, it is against the law to put this into the treasury since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah, the prophet was fulfilled. They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Contrary to popular opinion, Jesus didn't die, and he wasn't killed or murdered. Matthew chapter 27, verse 38 through 44. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene, named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, But after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You, who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel? Let him come down from there now, and we will believe in him. He's trusting God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him, for he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, one of the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. Ironically, the other rebel asked Jesus, in Luke chapter 23, verse 42, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied in Luke chapter 23, verse 43, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Notice that Jesus didn't require man-made traditions or rituals for the rebel to be saved at the last minute. Mark chapter 7, verse 7. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. He simply granted it. Jesus was so powerful and in such control they couldn't kill him. He gave up his life for us. Matthew chapter 27, verse 50. When Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. Do some research and you'll find almost all religions mention the name of Jesus, either in a positive or negative manner. Society has been trying to betray him for a long time and it's still happening. Look at some of today's largest companies. Just one example. NASA has the same letters as the name Satan, just minus the letter T. Now ask yourself, how does NASA begin a launch countdown? Yep. Satan minus T equals NASA. Hmm, maybe it's just a coincidence. Stay tuned for the next episode as we continue reading Nomad Darkness into Light. Well, Nomads, we hope you enjoyed the ride. Whatever app you're listening to this on, please subscribe to automatically receive our latest episodes, and we ask that you share this with at least 10 people to spread the word. If you're ready to give your life to Christ today, stay tuned for the prayer of salvation. For more information, check out our website at www.nomadchurch.net. There you can donate, buy books, and visit our shop page for the latest merchandise. Remember, we love you, and Godspeed. Repeat after me. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart and forgive me for all my sins cleanse me with your precious blood and write my name in the lamb's book of life fill me with the holy spirit and lead me on the road to salvation i pray this prayer in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen